From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hi, Barbara. You know, it's starting to feel a lot like Christmas, so yeah. I have to ask you a question. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, which one can I remember? Like <laughs> <laughs> how I figured out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. interesting. I was reading. I, yeah, I was, I was reading about Mariah Carey, who oh, has this song "All I Want Diva. for Christmas." Yeah, yes. Yeah. And apparently, she makes two point five million per year on royalties from Spotify just from that song. Whoa. From like you know, a, m- millennials ago. Didn't she want to be crowned the, the queen did. of Christmas or something like she, that? She did, and she just might be with those kinds of royalties. <laughs> wow. and can you can you imagine that? That's your passive income. It's like here's Whoa. a couple million every year because people wow. are loving your song. It's pretty amazing yeah, stuff. Pretty cool, but very she cool. is pretty cool, and she has a cool She's daughter good. too. I think. Yes, very much so. So yeah. it is. It is starting to be that time of yeah, year. You which know, I love. I do as well. Very. Uh-huh. Holiday season, it's upon us, and we decided we should talk a little bit about holiday marketing campaigns. And to do that, we're joined by uh, our first guest, who's Terry Stanley. She's a senior editor at Adwink, and she knows everything holiday in the campaign world, the advertising world. Hello, Terry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I don't know about knowing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just almost everything, right, Terry? <laughs> Close to everything. Yeah. I do what I can. Yes. I'm in a little bit hyperbole here, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's the holiday season. It's the holidays, yes. Be nice. Um, and then in the second part of our show, we're going to talk about shopping in the metaverse because, well, why not? <laughs> and it seems like everybody's talking about the metaverse, some people better than others, and hopefully we have some real insight in that section. Too. Very cool. So I think we should start with our hit or miss. Yes, the hit or miss <laughs> section is absolutely always fun every week because what we do, Barbara, is we bring up specific examples uh, in the marketplace and we have a discussion, an open conversation about whether or not that specific marketing initiative that was taken on by a brand product service or organization was either a hit, in other words, it was good, or whether or not it was a miss. And this is one of our most favorite segments of the program. Hit. Bullseye. Or miss. Just a bit outside. So in a minute, we'll ask you, Terry, to tell us about holiday campaigns, which is supposedly the theme of our show. But before we do that, I um, I do want to ask both of you what you think about this story that I read in the Wall Street Journal just yesterday. And I thought, even though I know, Terry, it's not your beat to do social media, you are in advertising and probably have a, pl- a thought on this. Uh, Instagram announced yesterday that they're going to add a new feature um, to challenge the platform, which I had never heard of before, called Be Real. Be Real. And mm. they were going to add n- uh, another feature called Nor- uh, Notes, in short, which is a short message feature. But the Be Real one is the one that I thought was really interesting. And what it is is candid stories. They're going to test it in South Africa on Tuesday. Mm. And they give a daily notification to their users the people in the experiment, to snap and share two unfiltered photographs using the front oh, and back camera lenses. Uh-huh. So they just notify them, say, boom, right boom, on the spot. Right. Oh, wow, yes, that's, that's interesting. That's the idea. Yeah, and yeah. that's apparently what Be Real does. Huh. 
And be real with that instant feeling and that candid feeling is yeah. attracting a lot of uh, users. And as we all know, Instagram is a much more curated platform. Mm. Brands are using it in a more curated mm. way. Mm -hmm. And certainly people who post are using it in a curated way. So much so that there's been, you know, attacks that it's hurt, hurting the morale of young people who think all that perfect photo-touched um, photographs are reality. And this is really a pushback against all of that. Uh, and I was just wondering what your takes were, whether this is a hit or miss for Instagram. Because we know that Meta is kind of struggling now. Facebook is definitely for the old geezers. Mm -hmm. And Instagram, I guess, is for the new geezers, which are the millennials. <laughs> um, and, oh, you know, this is an attempt to get the even younger yeah. people. Yeah. So what do you think, America? Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I think it's a, it's a great idea and a necessary idea, Barbara, because we talk about all the time in our classes, Proc Life Cycle, and the idea that you have this introduction, you have this growth. Both, you know, maturation and decline. And clearly, if your users are getting, you know, a little bit older, maybe sort of falling out of favor off trend, then you got to do things to sort of refresh and, you know, do cool things to keep things modern and stuff like that. I love the idea. Here's what I really like about the idea. The idea of hitting you with sort of this moment to me, that you talk about all the time, customer experience. And, and that seems different than me, me just going on to Instagram yeah. and just like, hey, I'm just going to tell you how beautiful my life is by yeah, taking right. 100 photos and picking the two that look the best right, and right. doing all and of this. Photo, and then touching them up yeah. and all of that stuff. So I like the idea from a differentiation perspective. I just don't know if if Instagram has the cool license yeah. to be able to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I also, first of all, there's that point, like who are the users now on Instagram? Are young people abandoning it the way uh, they, the millennials abandoned Facebook? But the other issue, Terry, and maybe you can talk about this because you've been looking at campaigns, is like are the campaigns going to rougher, more candid rather than more professional, you know? And do you have a point of view on mm. any of that? What do you think, Terry? Um, first of all, I think, uh, as um, as you just mentioned, Americas, nothing stays at phenom status forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, ask Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You become a phenom, and then pretty soon you're uncool. Yep. Like mm -hmm. the cool kids have moved on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important to always note. Uh, something else I think that, that really sticks out to me is that none of these platforms launched and marketed themselves as curated mm. and perfect mm -hmm. and over the top and that's interesting. no they all marketed themselves as raw right now interesting spontaneous they just became something very different as yeah. people use yeah. them that mm -hmm. way mm -hmm. they molded to the users mm. so now we look at instagram and we go that's not your life <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, like that. That's your fake life. Yes, that's your insta life. Insta but that's life. not really your life. Mm -hmm. right. So now we're looking for something else, something new, something different that promises us once again yeah. to be raw and unfiltered. Mm. And maybe in the beginning it will be. You know, that's a really good point. There's research on that, too. You know, a lot of times they talk about um, always having the perfect models in ads and things like that. And that gives, you know, young girls body image problems and stuff. But that is what people aspire to be, mm -hmm. you know, and they don't want you to show you their real life. So to your point, Instagram never was supposed to be perfect life. It was supposed to be yeah, real life. Yeah, it was supposed to be. But people didn't and, want to show their real life. And also to your point, Barbara, because you, you've said this on the program many times, is that there's in the literature, there's a relationship between constraints 
and creativity. Right, right. So this could be another way of, you know, if you're constrained to have to be raw, real, and unfiltered, maybe you're going to be doing really cool content that would not otherwise, you know, That's you the part you really like. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. If, if people don't, you know, figure out a fix around it. Yeah, that yeah. is. Well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, because Meta's been struggling and, you know, they famously were all in on the metaverse, which wasn't a good decision. So now they're coming out with these new features to try to look around, see what's working, and copy it <laughs> copy. Which is, you know, that we teach that too. Yeah, that's a strategy. It certainly is a strategy. Definitely is a strategy. But we'll follow up and see what happens with Instagram. Maybe Mm. we'll look back. Uh, So, Terry, tell us what's new and cool in the holiday season in advertising. Um, Well, I cover a lot of different beats at Adweek, um, primarily cannabis, Mm -hmm. which is always exciting. (laughs) Yes. Just today put out my uh, top 10 cannabis marketing moves of 2022. Oh, cool. And it was tough. It was actually tough to narrow that list to 10. And mm-hmm. I expanded from five, as mm-hmm. I have done in, in previous years. Whoa. So Very I had cool. 10 in there. And still, it was agonizing. Interesting. I had to leave some out that I really loved. Yeah. Um, and these are uh, not strictly... At, ads in the traditional sense as in tv commercials that's not allowed because of federal prohibition correct Mm -hmm. so people in this space have to get a lot more creative yes yes that's cool it's delightful for me to watch this yeah. And, and just to, yeah. sorry, just to jump in, Terry, I, th- this is amazing serendipity because last week in my class, I had the founders of Cannes, uh, Luke oh. Anderson and Jake Bullock, came to Wharton and presented their story and showed that holiday ad <laughs> that just came out that you wrote about. And it is wild, the stuff that's going on in this world of, of, of cannabis in, you know, weed infused social tonic, I think is what they're calling it. It's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, that it's it's a very fertile area for me to cover, especially when much of that is non-traditional because it has to be. Mm-hmm. So it might be a pop-up, it might be an activation, something experiential. It's all marketing. Mm-hmm. Like we say at Adweek, yeah, that's probably an ad. It's all an ad. <laughs> yeah, right. it's slightly different. Yep. Um, but I also cover a lot of booze. They do a lot of stunts this oh, time. Oh, yeah, year. yeah, yeah. It's a big time for them. Obviously, I cover plant-based food. Um, that It's also, I mean, it's a big time for any CPG product. Mm-hmm. Any, any grocery product, it's, it's a big time. But yes, it's been busy and fun. And um, so tell us your most fun. Give us an example of something really fun that you liked. uh, A particular campaign? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just covered two two stunts out of the Miller beer family. Miller Lite did a, a Christmas tree keg stand, and it is exactly what it sounds like. You put your Christmas tree on top of it, and it dispenses beer from the bottom oh. of it. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. And that was closely so much for by, cookies and uh, milk for Santa, yeah. huh? Just, uh... Yeah, right? Yeah. Mostly followed by uh, Miller High Life, which um, really leans into its dive bar roots. And they did a they did their twist on a leg lamp. So it's a it has the frilly shade and the leg wow. a la Christmas story. But yet yeah. it also dispenses beer. <laughs> you know, my students told me that Miller's having a you know, it's a retro period. It's becoming really cool again. It was like so uncool it's cool now. Um, <laughs> just like PBR. Yeah, PBR. 
that are yeah. um, they will really use that nostalgia and that um, that real down market kind of blue collar yep. roots mm-hmm. to their advantage. Interesting. Well, yeah. apparently it's super working. Um, I'm looking at your story here that you said the top 10 uh, cannabis marketing moves of 2022. Uh, we could talk about some of them. They sound pretty interesting. Um, there is this, uh, what is this one? The cannabis brand Air Wellness um, did something for Mother's Day that you thought was, uh, is that your number one or are they not in any order? Yeah. Uh, I did not rank them. Okay. And I actually put a couple in the top, of, in the intro of the story that didn't even make the list because oh, I just oh. want to spread the wealth a little bit. Got okay, it. so that one didn't even make the list. You mm-hmm. liked it? I, I really liked it. If I had had 12, I could have put 12. Oh, okay, on. okay. So let's talk about the one that's number one, mm-hmm. which you call the Coco Chanel of cannabis. Um, <laughs> that's, is that one, that's a real one, right? That is. Okay, so let's talk about that one. Um, that is a fashion brand that people may know called Edie Parker mm. and, um, bespoke handbags and really cool fashion accessories. Uh, she now has a cannabis line called flower by Edie Parker mm. that some people call Weedy Parker. <laughs> oh, we saw what you did there. That's uh, that's good. Weedy Parker. Well done. <laughs> um, I like that she took a classic campaign, mm. one of the most famous in advertising history. Uh, the You've Come a Long Way, Baby. That's mm-hmm. a Virginia oh, Slims. Virginia Slims, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, you could argue co-opted feminism to sell cigarettes to women. Yes, you could <laughs> definitely argue that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, But I, I love that um, Edie Parker has always had that sort of 70s throwback aesthetic, speaking of nostalgia. And she um, really used that and kind of completely redid that classic campaign because the theory was, the woman of today, <clears throat> excuse me, the hip happening, you know, successful woman of today is not smoking cigarettes. Oh, she's smoking weed. Oh, of course she is. Wow. That's actually good. <laughs> we need yeah. some Snoop Dogg playing yeah. in the background, <laughs> a, a bong and, you know, yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I'm looking Jeez. here that um, wow. it seems like can, some of these cannabis campaigns have that as a general theory. Um, you know, kind of theme yeah. where they take things that were in other worlds yeah. and they're repositioning them for the cannabis and, world. And that makes what's old new again. Yeah. And and also to your point, Terry, comment on this, because one of the things that got described when the can founders visited Wharton was this idea of a revolution of destigmatizing the product domain itself. So in other words, you know, this micro dosing you know, is is a thing for certain. And that, you know, we often think about, you know, oh, my God, you know, potheads and, you know, you're a you're a lazy person on the couch. Don't do anything but smoke weed. And it's like they're trying to change that whole perception. And, you know, and people walk around like, you know, there's other drugs like alcohol and other sorts of things where it's like there's no stigma associated with that, which may be way worse than these other products. So talk a little bit about that movement of creating like a, a rebranding just the category more generally. Um, obviously, brands like Can uh, have been in the forefront of not only jabbing their finger in the eye of big alcohol, but really um, normalizing cannabis use. I mean, we need to look at we've we're at thirty seven states now legalized. It's easier to keep track of the states that haven't legalized 
you know, that because that number keeps dwindling. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously the majority of Americans are either in or very near a state where it's legal mm -hmm. to buy for uh, either medical or recreational purposes or both. So I think um, these brands in the space are really trying to, it, it's kind of sometimes might, might be a silent majority, but it's, I mean, the last, the latest Pew research puts it at well over 60% of the country says that it should be legal mm -hmm. for recreational purposes. 90% of the country thinks it should be legal for uh, under some circumstances, whether that's medical or, or adult use. Got it. Yeah, so the, so it's really interesting to look at these campaigns. This must be a fun beat to cover right. all the time, you know, because it's a blast. Yeah, it's uh looks really interesting. So um, let me just look at some of the other um, kinds of uh, articles that you've written. Um, and I see here that you were you were uh, covered the Uber Eats campaign. You do you remember that one? You want to talk a little bit about what happened in that campaign? Uber Eats, Barbara, yeah. you use Uber Eats, don't you? My husband does. I don't. Wow. I don't mm -hmm. believe in the internet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the internet was faith based, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Barbara doesn't believe in the internet. She believes in coyotes and time is yeah, an abstract, I like to but shop not. In uh... real stores. <laughs> I, I go to the Church of the Web every day. Oh wow! Yeah, but apparently there were, there's a wacky story to explain why lunch was late or some way to get around. Like, yeah, you wrote a, a campaign uh, article on that. I did. It, it was not specifically a holiday. It didn't have a holiday. No, it wasn't theme, a holiday theme. It was very recent. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, they have um, they've done some fun ads before with celebrities, inclu including a Super Bowl ad that was very very popular. And this one in particular, they're they were trying to say um, we try to be on time. We're we're very conscious of that. But if for some reason we aren't then we're going to give you three months free. But instead of just saying that, they made up these sort of ridiculous over-the-top backstories about why your lunch was late. Mm. And it involved people like um, um, OBJ and um, a minion, a giant minion, uh, inflatable, and Talkable. Um, yeah. Danny Trejo. Yep. And it was just like, <laughs> nice. Wacky stories yeah. about it's clever. so interesting. Because my husband told me last night that he ordered something off of Uber Eats because he's getting delivery free, but he didn't explain to me why. <laughs> so now I know. Hey, and he has a giant minion to thank yeah, for this. Apparently, yeah. he's, uh, apparently something earlier yeah. was late. Interesting. Well, anyway, Terry, it's really been nice having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. And where can our listeners go to find out more about your terrific beat and the stories you write? Adweek.com. As easy as that, huh? Wow, very nice. That's <laughs> easy right. to remember. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Series 6M, 132.